Welcome to Slice, the podcast of the Metropolitan New York Baptist Association. Our vision is to see every church in Metro New York City fully alive and engaged in the global mission of God in Jesus Christ. Slice presents just a small portion of what God is doing in New York and through our churches. I'm George Russ, the Executive Director for the Association. Thanks for joining us. What you are about to listen is an interview that we had with Reverend Salamon Orellana, who is a pastor on Long Island of two churches. Reverend Orellana and his people are actively planting churches and raising up leaders literally around the world. I just want to again welcome uh, Salamon Orellana to our online prayer gathering. Pastor Oriana has been a faithful servant uh, here in Metro New York City for well over 30 years, and uh, we wanted to get, have a chance to uh, get to know him better and the, the ministry that he has, not only here uh, in New York, Metro New York, but in a lot of other places around the world. So, Pastor Solomon, uh, welcome. Oh, thank you very much, George. Thank you for invitation. I appreciate to be here with you. And anything that I can share with you, I will do it with my all, all my heart. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about, first of all, about your family. I know you're from Guatemala, but tell us about uh, your family and uh, uh, how you came to uh, Long Island. Well, um, because the... Uh, condition in my country, it is a third world uh, country, Guatemala. At the beginning of the year 1981, we and my wife decided to come to try a new life in New York. But at that time, I, I well, I born in a Christian home and I served my Lord all my life since I was a child. But um, I didn't know that God was waiting for me here to start a ministry <laughs> uh, as a pastor. So I received a call here in New York in 1983, 1984. Yeah. So <clears throat> uh, I started a mission in Long Beach here in Long Island. Um, well, the church grew up and then we moved to Hampstead, and that's the El Buen Pastor Baptist Church. And then we start uh, to go out to other countries and we start a new church in Colombia. And one place, uh, you know, but the very, very, very far, far away. <laughs> Place, but uh, we start a new church. It's still there. Um, the name of that church is Esperanza Viva, and we founded that church in 1996. And then I, I start another church in Pacho, um, Luz de las Naciones, is the name of that church. Uh, almost at the same time, like 1996, at the end of that year, I started that church in, in Pacho. 
I'm still ministering that church because uh, I have uh, resigned four times for them, but uh, they don't want me to leave. <laughs> so uh, then um, as the time goes on, uh, we start new churches. I, I, the only thing that I can say now is that uh, we have uh, planted five churches here in Long Island, New York. And um, also we planted three churches outside, four churches with the one that we are doing now in Tipitapa, Managua. We are not just planting one church, but we are also building uh, a house for the Lord in, in, that, in that location. Wow. We also have a mission in, in Madrid, Spain. We, we have a mission right there in, in the middle of Madrid. We are helping uh, a community in Madrid. We also have a mission in uh, Uruguay, Carmelo, Uruguay. We are working right there. Um, we also are starting a new uh, ministry in Ecuador. The name of that town is Mendes, and we are starting a new uh, a place to build a church right there, too. Hmm. Pastor, you, uh, as I advertise this uh, to our, uh, our list this week about who we will be in, uh, talking with today, I mentioned that you are pastoring two churches, one in Nassau County, one in Suffolk County. Uh, Give us a sense of what your Sunday looks like. What does your Sunday uh, schedule look like? Well, in the middle of this pandemic, it's it's different. But uh, as I told my churches, I have worked more last year than the other year of uh, mm. uh, in the history of the both churches. Right. Uh, maybe our members are thinking that we, uh, as a pastor, we don't have too much to do in this in the middle of this pandemic. But uh, I have totally uh, disagree with that. Yes. Yeah. But uh, the, we usually on Sunday uh, we move. I live in Nassau, in Ballstream, Nassau, uh, um, and we move with my my wife to uh, Pacho in Suffolk. My wife is the driver. I, I don't drive since four, four or four years ago uh, because of my health condition. And um, the Sunday school start at nine to 10 in, in Luz de las Naciones in Pacho and then we finish uh, around a quarter to uh, 10, and then we start a service the, at 10 to 12. Then every, we finish, like uh, we help people, uh, counseling, you know what happened as a pastor. So we finish like a quarter to one, um, we moved to Hempstead because the Sunday school start uh, in Hempstead at 
2 p.m. So every Sunday, if you want to remember me, at that time we are having our lunch with my wife uh, in the car. In the car. Okay. In the car. <laughs> we have uh, 20 something years doing the same thing every Sunday. Uh, Lunching in the car every Sunday because we don't have time to stop in any place. But we don't have time. So at 2 p.m. we started a service in Hempstead. And um, then we finish like a quarter to three and at three to five, we have our services. That's uh, a regular Sunday. That is a very demanding uh, schedule. And I see Steve Allen giving the applause sign there. I think we could all say, yeah, that's an incredible uh, commitment that you've made. Uh, tell us uh, what's unique about uh, the El Buen Pastor, Good Shepherd Baptist, and what's unique about uh, Luz de las Naciones, or Light of the Nations? Uh, they're, they're different churches. And what, what is different about each of those two? Well, um, El Buen Pastor, it's mostly Central American people. Um, and the... Idiosyncrasy of that church is very different to the other church because the other church, mostly the people are coming from South, uh, South America, Peru, Colombia, Argentina, Chile, uh, Ecuador is the, the biggest community in Pacho. So, and the the way that they manage their lives are very different as a Central American. Um, but um, I, uh, you know, until now I, I know it. I know how to manage uh, their personalities and decisions and differences, mm -hmm. starting with the food. <laughs> mm. yeah, uh, the the that, way that, that they communicate and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd say even though the uh, the language may be the maybe the one thing that's united in the church, you have so many different cultures. You have a multicultural church that speaks one language. Uh, so you've had to navigate through a lot of that. You know what? Uh, you sent me some pictures of the recent uh, mission you opened in in Nicaragua, and I gave those pictures to Grace, uh, and Grace is going to pull them up on the screen. And uh, Pastor Solomon, if you could just kind of comment about them as she uh, give a comment about one or, you know, about each one, and then we'll move on to the others. But tell us what we're looking at here. Okay, uh, this is the, uh, the building that we are still building. <laughs> um, uh, the, the one who is in the, the pulpit is Melvin Perez, who has been for a almost one year, the pastor, uh, planting pastor right there. And the people right there are in the service. I don't remember if I sent you a picture where we have before the, the services under one tree. Yes, you did. And Grace, Grace can pull that up for us. Maybe that's it right there. Yeah, for several months we had we have had the, the services in under that tree, which is uh, a side of the 
uh, the church uh, field. Mm-hmm. Uh, one person, you know, just led us to, to do that uh, every week. But now we have the facility to to continue our our mission right there. That's the we sent uh, for Christmas um, some gifts for the kids. Um, we we spend uh, some money for the kids and also one uh, food and piñatas uh, just for them to have a very good time on Christmas. Yeah. So if I understand correctly, the story is that you were given a piece of land in this town. Is that correct? And this is the place where you're building this building. Yes. Um, one, one person just gave us the, the you know, that uh, piece of, of land. And um, we were glad because we were looking for to buy something. But then somebody appeared and he said, I have one place. <laughs> we are not using, if you want to use it, it's right there. So we are start using. And it's not church in that community. It's not church at all. Not any kind of church. See? So those are the, uh, the one on the left is the one who is the pastor uh, church, the one who is planting the church. It's a very young man. It's a 20, 22 years old. Wow. Wow. He has just came out from the seminar. That's great. Now, I know the pen, uh, the pandemic has limited your uh, travel to, uh, it's Tipatia, right? Is that how you say the, the name of the town? Tipitapa. Tipitapa. Okay. Um, <laughs> any plans that may be underway for you to either uh, to return there at, at some point to make a visit? Yes, I, I have to go as soon as I can. Um, I, have a, I have a trip to Guatemala because we are going to build a house to a couple of uh, uh, elders who lost the house with the hurricane. Uh-huh. Um, and the association, our Hispanic association, uh, we, we have uh, $5,000 and we are going to build a big room for those, uh, 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 that couple who lost uh, the, the, mm-hmm. you know, the house. And I have to go at the beginning of February. I, I, I will go on February 1st to Guatemala to do that. Uh, but I, I'm planning going to Nicaragua to check everything because I have to tell you this week, this week, Melvin, the church planting pastor, just resigned because he had a, an offer to go in a mission in another place since 1919, uh, I mean, to, to 2019. So we, we don't have a pastor right now in Nicaragua, so I have to go. <laughs> and the pastor in the church that we are using with the connection in Managua, Nicaragua, he died because the coronavirus. Oh, my. Wow. Well, Grace, bring back the, uh, the regular screen. Thank you so much. That's a, a great visual reminder of what you're doing. Uh, the last thing I wanted to ask you is you have uh, developed, and I've seen this, uh, seen you do this uh, a lot, 
like a curriculum, or I know you call it a seminary, and it's uh, very detailed lessons that you that you that you uh, give ongoing. And you've done it in Ecuador, you've done it in Spain, you've done it probably everywhere you've traveled. How did that? Tell us how that come about. It came about, and what that means to uh, to the to the ministries that you're you're uh, overseeing here. Well, um, I have the the happiness and the joy that I, I in almost every place that I'm going, I meet one pastor that come to me. I even don't remember them <laughs> because I have been in so many places, uh, but they have been in, in my seminaries and uh, pastor being prepared Pastor, that they don't have the opportunity to go to the seminary uh, because they live in in, in towns or little towns uh, away from the seminary. Uh, they have never the opportunity. So they come to my seminaries and they they get the preparation they need at least to start something because my plan is prepare pastors that want to plant churches. Uh, and, and it's a lot of, a lot of young men mm. that uh, they have been prepared around South America and Central America too. And uh, we, we, we continue because I have a seminar in my church here in, right. in El Buen Pastor. Right. And this month we are going to start uh, through this uh, 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 kind of, of uh, we are having right now Zoom, so we are we are going to have the seminary through the Zoom. <laughs> wow, wow. Well, I'll tell you, for those of you who are listening and watching this, uh, these classes are they're not they're not glorified Bible studies. These are serious, intellectual, spiritual. Uh, lessons on hermeneutics, on theology, on the canon of scripture, evangelism, counseling. This is uh, these are really uh, incredible lessons that Pastor Solomon has shared uh, all over the world. Really, uh, how can we pray for you, Pastor Solomon? How can we pray for you before we uh, just uh, have a general prayer time? But what's most on your heart today? Well. Um... I have uh, one family and one ministry uh, asking for you, for my, my wife. Um, he's, she's still working hard and I want, to, I want her to stop <laughs> working <laughs> too much. Uh-huh. And um, he's a, she's, a, well, she's a wonderful wife. And um, I want you to pray for her. Okay. Her name is Odilia. Right. Uh, also, I want you to pray for this uh, trip to Guatemala and Managua mm-hmm. that I have to go because uh, uh, I need to go. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, Doug Groff was on the call. I think he may still be. I see his, uh, his information there. Oh, uh, Pastor Daniel Lee is, is uh, asking in a chat if he could ask a question or two. Sure, uh, Pastor Daniel, go ahead. 
Sorry, I'm going to be just audio. Thank you, Pastor, for the inspirational uh, stories and, and work of God in you. How do you discern where God wants you to plant a church? Do people come to you? Or are you praying for a region? Any, any like patterns that you can share with us? Thank you. Okay, well, if we, would, if we say something about here, the churches that we have planted here in, in New York, um, I have uh, used uh, Steve Valden, first of all, when I, when I have something in my heart to start a new church, I, I spoke to somebody to make an investigation of the area, how many, uh, how is the community composed? So, so I received that. And we never listen to these pastors. I, as a pastor, and my church, as a church, we have never thought anything about economic things. Never. Mm-hmm. We never said we don't have it, even that we don't have it. Mm-hmm. We don't start a church because we have the the funds to start it. We don't start that. I said one time to Brother Izel, the president of NAM, I said to to him in one meeting that we have at the at the association, uh, if you want to help us, I appreciate that. But we're going to work even if you don't want to, to work with us. Uh, I think seriously that the local church is the one responsible to plant new churches, even if, if they have uh, any help from outside, glory to God. If not, God is taking care. So we never start a church because we have enough funds. We start a new church because we knew that that community needs a church. And so we didn't say anything to the church, uh, I mean the pastor that we had to put right there. Ah, we are going to pay you tax. That kind of, no, never. He went without knowing how much <laughs> he's going to get. Yeah, that's it. Wow. And God has been good for us. Wow. Thank well, you. Just a, just a quick follow. Oh, Daniel, go ahead. No, I just appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, just m- maybe just one one final question. Then, how did this? How did a person contact you from Nicaragua about a piece of land? I mean, I, I know that you. If I know you, Pastor Solomon, your 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 posture is. Yes, <laughs> until God says no. Uh, so, h- how did that offer of a piece of land just come to you? You know, when we went there to look for the land, we went several places. And it was a really uh, was not cheap the, the land, so we didn't have the money. We're talking about thousands of, thousands of uh, dollars. So we came here and um, 
after the trip to Nicaragua, uh, thinking about to start uh, getting funds to get a loan. Then I received a call from a pastor in Nicaragua. And he said, it's one lady here in our congregation. And she said that she has a piece of land in certain community. And if you want, just take it. <laughs> wow. So that's it. <laughs> God provides. That's, that's so, incredible. That, that's the way that it happens. Wow. God God provides in every way. Well, thank Based you for listening to, 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 to the Lord, and thank you for just being open to the movement of God's Spirit to, to, to start churches wherever wherever He provides. Uh, great, great story. Thank you, Pastor. Uh, uh, Brother Doug, are you, if you're still on, would you voice a prayer for Pastor Solomon, and especially for his wife, Odelia, what a great story of her, uh, uh, her part in, uh, in all of the ministry, not just driving back and forth from Valley Stream to Patchogue to Hempstead, but being a real, uh, a real partner with Pastor Solomon in ministry. So, uh, Doug, would you pray? And Doug's wife is from Ecuador. That's why I'm asking Doug to do this. And I know that Doug speaks Spanish. So, Doug, you can pray in English or in Spanish, either one, but uh, pray for Pastor Solomon. Gracias, hermano Jorge. Dear Lord, we thank thee for thy servant, Salomón. We thank thee that he has spread the gospel, thy sacred word, in diverse cultures, and diverse economic strata. We thank thee for his perseverance over the years and for that of his helpmate, his dear wife. We pray to you, Father, for her health, for his health. We pray to you that he might continue spreading thy word as he has done in difficult parts of the world that many of us probably cannot relate to, both politically, economically, culturally. Um, we pray that you would continue to bless him, that he's able to network with existing churches in the countries where he is working such as Guatemala and Nicaragua, Ecuador. We pray, oh Father, for, for him, for his soul, for his mind, for his body, for each and every one of the members that he has reached out to probably in the thousands over the years. Each one is precious in thy sight and we thank thee for his diligence, his response to thy calling. In the precious name of Jesus, we lift up this petition. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Doug. And thank you, Pastor Solomon. Thanks for giving us a, a thank you very good much. snapshot of what God's doing. And we look forward to hearing what uh, what takes place with your trip and how that comes back. So you have to come back and tell us how that goes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, George. You're welcome. Thank you, we everyone. have a couple of minutes just to give a quick update from some of our uh, MNYBA staff people. So if I can okay. turn it back over to... Uh, maybe to what to Wes and Grace and Kevin, just uh, bring us up to date on a few things if you can. Yeah. Um, to me, from, from my, from my seat, kind of the biggest, most important things going on right now is we have three new interns that are moving in for the spring semester, um, which is 
always a really big deal, but especially now in the current time that we're in. So we've got um, three girls coming in, one from Texas, one from South Carolina, and one from, from Rhode Island. I better be joining with some of our churches over the next couple of months to help them with some relief work and engagement work and really just trying to uh, help them continue to pour into their communities when help is kind of hard to come by, whether from their people here or from other people. Um, so it's been really cool to kind of see that continue to grow. We're also still working with Calvary Bible Chapel. Um, it's a, a Bible college based out of California, but they do have satellite campuses all over the country. And they're looking at doing their spring semester of classes here, um, pending enough students come to be able to do that. So that's also on the calendar, kind of <clears throat> just an upcoming thing. So we, it's been really good just the last couple of weeks, again, to have people in and out of the building and have things going on. It's always an encouragement at a time that we haven't seen many people come through that much lately. Yeah. Grace? Uh, for me, I'm super short. Uh, I got back in town from the break uh, yesterday. So kind of jumping back in or two days ago, jumping back in some um, office work, just kind of uh, bookkeeping a lot of the finance um, bookkeeping I'm doing now. So um, a lot of updates on QuickBooks, just day to day donation and monitoring and updating all of that good stuff, um, housekeeping kind of stuff. Um, and then uh, my next big project is there are a lot of multiply interns that have gone through the program and are now in the city serving. Um, so one of my projects is um, I want to kind of track them down and, and get a, a quick interview with them and and compile a video of, of kind of how God is using those interns that have come through here and are still serving in the city. So be on the lookout for that within the next month or so. Um, and then I want to remind everyone just about our YouTube page. I'll put the links down below. And then our podcast is also on Anchor. Now you can look at all the episodes for that, um, our episode, or our podcast slice. So those are there in the chat. And that's it for me. Great. Thanks, Grace. Hey, Kevin. Yes. Um, George, I'm going to hold off on that document that we talked okay. about. But sure. what, I, what I do want to share with you, two things. Um, the staff got together at the end of last year and really just to kind of figure out what our priorities are going to be for 2021. And so we're compiling a document that I'll be happy to show next week, just to streamline a lot of the processes and things that we're doing. Um, so that'll come next week. And then um, kind of at a glance, I think the, maybe the first week of February or the second week of February, we're aiming at doing some more micro meetings around the region. And so we will get that information out to you. We would love to see you uh, as we come to hopefully your, your, your borough, your, uh, to Long Island, New Jersey, all, all over. So thanks. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, well, let's close in prayer time is right at quarter to 12. That's kind of what we do. Uh, try to honor your time and thank you giving, uh, for giving us uh, this time on Friday. Uh, let me, let, let me, uh, see, uh, is, um, who else is the, Steve, you are still on, um, and since you've been such a help to Pastor Solomon and some of the church plants that we have here in our association, uh, could you close our prayer time uh, if you're not driving while you're listening? <laughs> I'm parked. Yeah, sure, you're I can parked. do that. Okay. Thank you all for being, uh, for being on the call. We'll be back next Friday at 11 o'clock to, to, to pray again, and it's great to see you, and we're looking forward to see you in person face-to-face uh, -face whenever that day arrives. So we'll be, we'll be looking forward to that. Steve, close us in prayer. God bless all. Father, thank you for this time with uh, these brothers and sisters in Christ. And uh, 
Lord, I thank you that even across the miles and uh, even despite the challenges and the barriers that separate us through uh, disease and uh, state lines and uh, Lord, even language, Father, that you transcend all of these things and unite our hearts uh, around, uh, Lord, just our love for you. And so, Father, thank you for, uh, as we've heard from our dear brother and uh, uh, mentor uh, and uh, model for so many of us uh, today, Pastor Solomon, Father, we just thank you for his life, for uh, uh, the sacrifices that he and Sister Odelia have made through these many years. Father, we thank you for their legacy of faithfulness. And Father, for uh, Lord, the legacy of faithfulness that lives on through so many of uh, these pastors who are on this call uh, and ministry leaders. And Father, may it be an example to all of us uh, that uh, uh, we should be steadfast and immovable despite the circumstances, knowing that our labor in the Lord is not in vain. And so, Father, uh, we entrust ourselves to you. Thank you for George and his staff, for their leadership, uh, for uh, their desire to uh, convene us uh, over and over again uh, in prayer and to remind us uh, in this season that prayer may indeed be the most significant thing that we can be doing mm -hmm. uh, as we cry out to you to intervene in the circumstances of our world. So thank you, Father, for uh, again, the leadership of the association. And Father, uh, thank you uh, first and foremost and most of all uh, for uh, your abiding grace in our lives. And may your grace go with us as we go uh, along our respective paths today, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey, thank you all. Uh, we're going to, our staff's going to stay online uh, and meet together. But for everyone else who dialed in, thank you for being with us. And we look forward to seeing you soon. Uh, God bless you. Keep you safe. Keep you healthy. We, we love you in Christ. Take care. Thank you. Well, that was an exciting interview with Pastor Oriana. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Slice, the podcast of the Metropolitan New York Baptist Association. You can check us out on our website, Facebook page, and other social media for additional opportunities for training fellowship, and dialogue on what God is doing here in New York City. God bless you.